Next on BYU Sports Nation, synchronized blue goggles. Can you see BYU basketball getting bubblicious for March Madness? Uh, is it possible to get excited about the offensive line? What new head coach or coach Eric Mateos has to work with this season? Plus, Zach Selya still feeling it for BYU men's hoops. He joins us, as does Riley Jensen of BYU Softball. Who's the most impressive BYU player of the week? Maybe it's Riley. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever. And however you're connected, great to have you with us on Tuesday, February 19th. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is still younger than every single member of the Backstreet Boys. Jared I would, Jordan. I would hope so. Yeah. I was I think I was sixteen when they were doing their thing, like when they peaked. Oh, you were younger than that, I think. Oh, okay. I thought they <laughs> peaked when I was sixteen. <laughs> They're older than I expected them to be. Yeah. I did the research because I went and saw the Backstreet Boys in Las Vegas. Nice. How was it? Better than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, I bet it would it would be awesome. Well it's Vegas. On a Saturday night, like I should have expected there worse like, things to do. crazy production value because it was, it was all of that. I want it that way, Jerem. Okay. And they, and they brought it. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Backstreet's back. Here's today's Max show lineup. Quotes. Come on. Oh, in 15 minutes, Zach Selyus of BYU Men's Basketball will join us. What a run he had late in the game against LMU. What's been the difference for the Cougars overall in West Coast Conference play over the last few weeks? We'll ask him. Then I go head-to-head with Greg Rebell in a BYU basketball trivia special in between the lines. I have Greg on the over. Uh, Yeah. This is Gonzaga versus everybody else in the West Coast Conference. Mm -hmm. G is for Greg and for Gonzaga. And Riley Jensen brings the power into Studio B from BYU softball in 40 minutes is the slugger the most impressive player of the week. And there were a handful, literally five West Coast Con- or sorry, five conference player of the week. So I don't want to leave out Davide in the Federation, right? It was national. That's true. That's true. That's true. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Speaking of awards, BYU basketball sweeps both the men's and women's WCC player of the week awards. TJ Haas, the men's Player of the Week averaging a cool 24 points per game and seven and a half assists in wins against San Diego and Loyola Marymount. Games BYU trailed by double digits on the road and came back to win. Brenna Chase takes the women's honors averaging 19 points a game, shot 61 plus percent from the three-point line and helped BYU defeat 13th ranked Gonzaga in Spokane for the first time ever. As a member of the league. Yes. Bradley Jensen is the West Coast Conference Softball Player of the Week after hitting 800. She had three homers as well. Autumn Moffitt is the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. She went 2-0, 14 Ks, no earned runs. Riley will join us later in the show. BYU baseball drops to 2-2 on the season after losing 10-6 against Cal yesterday. The Cougars continue the season on the road against Texas A&M Corpus Christi this Thursday in Texas. BYU led 6-3 over Cal in the fifth inning before surrendering seven runs over the final four frames. And BYU women's golf is in 10th place at the Rebel Don't Call Me Wilson Beach Invitational in Las Vegas, which ends later today. Rose Huang is tied for 32nd overall. She is good at the golf. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Do you have the passion for football and for BYU football? Because Eric Mateos does. Yesterday, the new offensive line coach joined us on the show and said that outgoing line coach, Ryan Pugh, the new offensive coordinator at where, Jerem? Where'd he go, Troy? Troy, that is correct. Sold him on the BYU offensive line. Listen to this. Who really sold me on the job was Ryan. Um, he, I had a conversation with him over the phone when uh, they were talking about bringing me on an interview, and I just kind of said, hey, give me the lowdown on what's in the room right now. And, you know, he just went from top to bottom, and I was like, well, that's, that's an impressive group of kids. He's got an infectious enthusiasm about his coaching profession and what he brings to BYU and the future of BYU football on the line. Jerem, are you excited about the BYU offensive line this season? I think so. I'm normally not like overly emotional either way about uh, the O-line, but yeah, I I like what BYU brings back. Four starters return. Let's break it down. Left tackle Brady Christensen, left guard Countess Saliapaga, although... Uh, Kiefer Longson started the last three games of that position. Freshman All-American James Empey at center. Right guard Tristan Hodge, the Notre Dame transfer. Right tackle is a position that BYU needs to replace Austin Hoyt. Other partial starters, I mentioned Thomas uh, well, Thomas Shelf, Kiefer Longson. Okay? Backups who played, Chandon Herring, Harris Lachance. Players who didn't play, Ethan Tangi, Clark Barrington, JT Gentry, Jacob Smith, Michael Thorson. Return missionaries, Caden Haas, already in school. Well, that's a crew. Seth Willis, and then incoming freshman Blake Freeland. And then Brock Gunderson and Eli Unutoa will serve missions first. So this is, this is a talented group. Returning four starters is always good. You feel comfortable when you know what you have coming back and you trust those guys. So, yeah, four of the five come back. You replaced Austin Hoyt, who was a senior bowl invitee. He was a good player. I like this group. I like having a freshman All-American. I like experience. I like uh, Mateo so far. What's not to like here? Blaine Fowler told us, last year and reiterated it again during this football season that BYU's offensive line has multiple NFL caliber offensive linemen on it at some point. And it's been a long time since BYU has placed offensive linemen in the NFL. It was a regular thing in the 80s and 90s, and then there was basically this two-decade gap. I think in the 2000s, BYU produced a few. Okay. It, Not, it's, it's been more the last 10 years. Okay, yeah. so the last decade. This decade. However, yeah. Blaine Fowler says BYU is headed back in that direction. And with the, and I hate to use this word, depth that we are perceiving right now on the offensive line. We only know about starters, really. It, it looks pretty good, yeah. We, we don't know. We have to go off the what the coaches tell us. Barely played. But BYU's offensive line was young last year, and I thought at times performed very well. Yeah, they played three or four freshmen consistently. They had to figure some things out once defenses changed looks and figured out how to blitz against them. But they're more mature. They performed at high level. Well, they went on missions, so they're very mature. In fact, it's unfair. <laughs> that two-year workout program is incredible. And now they can call now home? Now they can call home? What? It's like super unfair. We should win the national title, right? Yeah. I'm excited about the BYU offensive line <laughs> because of what they showed me. The young core showed me some good things last year. So why wouldn't I be encouraged about them yeah. potentially getting better? What's that to like? And I like the coach. There was some turnover there, so there will be some intrigue there during spring ball and fall camp as we watch uh, what Coach Mateos can do with his guys. But more importantly, are they going to dominate Utah and win? Countdown to the Utes. 191.
They had a good uh, first two and a half quarters against the Utes. Just finished the deal. Should we just round it up to three quarters? No, it wasn't three. Uh, BYU has three games left in hoops in the final two weeks of the regular season with San Francisco. Thursday night, big game at number two now, Gonzaga. And San Diego next week left on the docket. Then the West Coast Conference Tournament will feature anywhere from one, two, or three games depending on where BYU lands in seeding, winning, blah, blah, blah. Is there a chance? Is there a ch- This is like the craziest question maybe we've ever asked here, besides is Mitch Matthews elite. Is there a chance BYU can get an at-large NCAA tournament bid, Spencer? Oh, Jerem, let me answer that question with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has jumped 34 spots in the Ken Palm rankings from 107 to 73 during the current five-game win streak. And we reached out to Ken Palm and said, if BYU won the next three regular season games and its semifinal, where would they jump? And the answer is in the 50s. Ooh. Okay, so is in the 50s in the Ken Palm rankings, which are at season's end pretty close to what we think will... Well, it's one of the six metrics used by the committee, so it matters. It's not direct crossover into the net rankings, but Ken Palm is typically pretty close to where the net rankings have most teams. He's within striking distance. So if BYU is in the 50s, if they win those games, then yes, Jerem. Oh, wow. Okay. Then yes, there is a chance BYU can get an at-large NCAA tournament bid. People care about what you do down the stretch. If BYU wins nine games in a row. All it cares is, all it matters is what 10 people think about it. If BYU wins nine games in a row, including winning at Gonzaga for the fourth time in five seasons against the Gonzaga team that most people think is the best that Mark Few has ever had, then yes, they have a chance to get into the NCAA tournament. It really depends on what BYU does at Gonzaga, though. Let's be honest. There is no chance for BYU to get an at-large. Let me tell you why. Put on B- your blue goggles and answer B- that question again. BYU's 0-6 against quad ones. That right there just over. The- if BYU beats Gonzaga on Saturday, they would have a quad one win. It'd be a big one. That'd be awesome. Uh, perhaps the neutral site against San Francisco or St. Mary's could, could be, be a quad another one. one. Yeah. And then, obviously, we're not going to even discuss the Tuesday one because if you win, you're in. And if you lose, that's another quad loss. Okay? So, at best, BYU would be 2-7 and seven if quad one wins. Also, in quad three, BYU has four losses. That's just too many. You need one. Let's say BYU had gone 9-1 and one instead of 6-4 and four in quad three. They'd be 21-7 and seven right now. They still wouldn't be in the convo to me as much, eh, perhaps in the convo. You can't go 0-6 in quad one and think there's any shot at, at uh, an NCAA tournament bid. So perhaps BYU makes themselves interesting, but will they actually get a bid? No way. They're going to have to win the West Coast Conference tournament. It all comes down to what happens at Gonzaga. It will become a conversation I'm piece. I'm saying it doesn't. You don't think it's even a conversation no, piece? No, Even though well, BYU did this. conversation piece is ex- different than getting even in. Even though BYU did this exact same thing four years ago. What was the metric used that year? It was the RPI. Which is dead. They now don't even use it. They use six different ones. Recency bias is a real thing. Recency bias is a real thing. If BYU has a (laughs) nine-game win streak, including at Gonzaga, you're telling me that the committee won't be like, hey, they're playing tournament-caliber quality basketball. They wouldn't say that? Oh, by the way, the average margin of loss to quad ones is 22 points. BYU hasn't even played a single-digit game. There's no way. They're going to have to win the tourney. How many have they played at home against quad one? Let's see, Gonzaga and Houston. Mm-hmm. Both top 10 teams right now. Yeah, lost by 30 and 14. Okay. 
Our BYU players as a collective group, Jeremy, have been very impressive. In fact, there are five different BYU players that received week. Players of the Week in some designation. Which BYU player to receive one of those honors was the most impressive? They were all impressive. I thought it was a great week. Uh, TJ Haas to me because BYU needed tremendous performances to be able to keep that two seed, which is really important. You get that triple bye to the semis, which is awesome. TJ Haas on Thursday scored 35 points, a career high, uh, passing his dad, needed to be clutched down the stretch. BYU got to overtime, won that game. With Josh Shearhardnett out, your boy TJ has 23 assists the last three games, including 15 last week. And, oh, by the way, in the two road games, he went 19 of 20 from the free throw line. TJ was fantastic. Uh, if I have to pick one, I go with Haas. Uh, I think all five were uh, pretty notable. And the five are Riley Jensen and Autumn Moffitt from softball, Brenna Chase from women's basketball, and Davide Gardini, men's volleyball, was the off-the-block national freshman of the week. So what a week. I'm going with Brenna Chase of BYU women's basketball for helping the Cougars do something they've never done as a member of the West Coast Conference, and that's beat Gonzaga in the kennel in front of a sold-out crowd, and not just any Gonzaga team. This is the 13th-ranked team in the country. This is Twice the highest, in a row. This is the highest Gonzaga has ever been ranked in program history. Ooh. And BYU sweeps them in the regular season. What a year to do that. Brenna Chase was instrumental in getting that done. And not just at Gonzaga, but she saved the day against Portland. For whatever reason, Portland has been a super weird yeah. matchup for BYU this year, and they've shot really well against the Cougars in both of those games. Brenna Chase saved the day against Portland. 11 of 18 from three is pretty good. BYU it's typically me in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and BYU's getting into the NCAA. More like tournament. eleven of twenty-eight. Right? Yeah. BYU. What's more likely that I shoot that way or BYU gets in the NCAA tournament? <laughs> we'll discuss next second. BYU heading into the week was three spots out in the NCAA tournament in Charlie Cream's latest bracketology. Yeah, he hasn't he updated d- it yet. He didn't update it because it was a holiday. Come on, Charlie. So Some of be, us work. It'll be updated later today. And I would imagine BYU will be in. They were three out, so with wins at Portland, at Gonzaga, Brenna Chase and BYU are back in the NCAA tournament, which is why I'm giving According it to, to Brenna. one dude, yeah. In women's, there's like one guy. In men's, there's like a bunch. So it's really hard to know what, whether they'd actually be in or not. Right? They've got an impressive resume now with two wins against Gonzaga and a win against TCU. You've got to break down the team sheet for the women. Let's go. They're actually in the mix. That's Our awesome. question of the day. What does BYU men's basketball need to do in these final three weeks to become a possible bubble team? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. To be clear, I'm not saying they can't be a bubble team. What I'm saying is whether they're going to get a bid or not, no, they're not going to get a bid. Let me put on the relaxed blue goggles, okay? We're feeling really good. Bubblicious is different than getting a bit. The bamboo-framed yeah. blue goggles on. At Joe Brady 12 answers on Twitter. Went out, with yeah. the exception of Gonzaga. Uh, but no, you need the win. BYU has to keep the game with the Zags in single digits. No, no absolutely. You have to win the game. BYU has to beat Gonzaga to, like, to be in the conversation. To, to be in the convo is one thing. Like, yeah. We, I talked about going on a date with this girl. Actually marrying her is very different, right? And that's what we're talking about. BYU has to beat Gonzaga to be in the conversation. If BYU was 22-10 and 10 going into the West Coast Conference tournament final against Gonzaga, all of a sudden that sounds pretty it, good. It sounds better. You're a top three seed in the NIT. That's great. And where this team was to now, 
Marked improvement. Fantastic. I'm not trying to dog on this, but if we're going to ask if they're going to get a bid, the answer is no. But they're markedly improved, and it's been fun to see that development. Yeah, any shot they have comes down to the Gonzaga game in Spokane. Yeah, and they have to beat San Francisco, San Diego. Now, they have is, to win the semis. Is, yeah. <laughs> they're probably going to have to play San Francisco twice, including in the semi, if not yeah. St. Mary's. Yeah, we'll see who ends up being the three versus four, right, if BYU is the two. We'll see. Okay, coming up, Zach Selyus joins us in studio next. What's gone into the Cougars' five-game win streak? Life is better for the Blue Goggles, Jerem. And what was the key for BYU basketball to find a way to win on the road when trailing by double digits two games in a row? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio as Coach Rose joins Gregor Bell to discuss Cougar Hoops. Reserve your seat for the show in Studio C right now on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience it whenever, wherever and however you prefer. Our question of the day, what does BYU men's basketball need to do in these final three weeks to become a possible bubble team? Callieman0917 on Instagram says, beat Gonzaga at least once and get to the conference championship. Yeah, I, I think you need to win all your games, and then you get to Tuesday, and obviously if you win, you're in. So we're not really discussing that one because we're discussing the at-large opportunity, right? That's the beauty of playing in the conference championship game. It's it, just one game. It is one Who game. Who knows what happens? But I do think Gonzaga is almost impossible to beat there. But in Spokane, don't forget, BYU's won three of four, which is pretty incredible. And last year's game that they lost was really close as well. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B, to relish in the victories at San Diego and in Los Angeles against LMU is BYU basketball forward Zach Selya. Zach, welcome back up, to Zach? Studio B. What's up? Thanks for having me. How you feeling after uh, that impressive final five minutes of play against LMU? It, it's great. You know, it's those two good wins, and it's it's fun to be back and to be able to play at home now and have that energy. Have you missed a shot since you returned? <laughs> Yes. yes uh, yeah. But not in a game that matters, yeah. right? You haven't missed since uh, Saturday, which is awesome. That, both those games were impressive. We were talking about double-digit comebacks on the road. So you hadn't, BYU hadn't had a double-digit comeback, period, and then you do it twice on the road. What went into that? Um, I just you know the maturity that our team has come to you know, late in the season, and we're able to just kind of come together and to be able to, you know, do stuff that we weren't able to do earlier and that we're doing now it just shows how much that we how far we've come and how good we're getting i think this is positive too because we're seeing you at your best later in the season when it matters the most we don't want to see you in your best in november right and this this team has gone through some uh some bumps right eight and yeah. seven in non-conference didn't win any true road games now you're five and two on the road in league so sometimes it takes a minute it feels like yeah no for sure you know you just have to kind of go through the hard times to be able to have the good times, right? And so we're able to do that, and I think it's come to the point where our team's at our best, and you know we're definitely getting better. What was the most memorable part about the Southern California road trip? Um, I don't know. It was just, it, Both games were fun to be able to come back. I, I don't think we ever had a doubt when we were in those games that we weren't going to win. You know, we honestly, our team was 
very confident going in at halftime both games we we kind of just we weren't down on ourselves where everyone was like all right we got this no, we're gonna we're gonna win win like we're gonna go out there we're gonna play better than we did that first half and no we did it and I think we all trusted each other and that's what we didn't really have at the start of the season and what we have now you're down 14 at San Diego 53 39 and then that game goes into overtime, and you've played some overtime games that have not gone in your favor this year. Why was it different at San Diego? Um, no, it's it's just that trust that like it's crazy how our team has come. Oh, we're all so close, and we have this bond that I don't think we've had with any other teams before, and not that I've had with any other teams, um, but we just all like you know kind of have this brotherhood that we've kind of grown throughout this year that it's helped us a lot and I think this road trip really helped kind of solidify you know what kind of friendships and you know family that we have here at BYU and what it's kind of come to and I think that's helped us out in these last couple games uh you know if you start faster you don't have to come back right yeah (laughs) (laughs) how do you guys get off to a better start so you don't have to make these you know massive comebacks on the road in the second half um, I think just kind of going off these wins, you know, bringing the energy, kind of starting off strong. You know, those first four minutes of each game are kind of crucial to be able to just kind of get your energy going. But I think, you know, we just got to come out and just, you know, stick to the game plan and kind of throw that first punch and to be able to just kind of play our game, our pace and everything and not kind of rely on what they're going to do. Zach Salius of BYU Men's Basketball with us on BYU Sports Nation, recapping a big-time road-winning weekend at San Diego and at LMU. You went 4-for-4 four four from the three-point line against Loyola Marymount. Walk us through the shooter's mentality when you know you're in the zone. What's that like? What do you think? Are you asking me or Zach? <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm, I would never ask that to oh, you. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, you, just, you just never doubt. Now, even if you have missed 10 in a row, you just never really doubt that you the next one's not in. And so I that game was just kind of each shot was different and you know, you just didn't care about what the last one was even if it was a make. You know, you're just you're focusing in on just that that shot that you have right there and you know, you just shoot it, you know. You just got to jump up and stick it and that's what coach Rose always tells us to do and so I guess it worked out. I think that some of your teammates have helped with this, too, in terms of spacing, because Gavin Baxter is a guy that gets attention. McKay Cannon shooting 50% from three. So I, I think it's been a, a, a nice team effort in making sure that, okay, you have space when you get the ball. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, oh, it definitely helps, especially when they're doubling Yoli, they're doubling TJ. You know, McKay's shooting it lights out. They have to respect Nick. They have to respect Gavin. And so it kind of opens up, you know, everyone that comes in. They'll open me up, open Connor, you know, anyone that subs in. You know, it just kind of helps to be able to have all these threats. And so it's kind of fun to play that way. Huge game against San Francisco on Thursday night in Provo at the Marriott Center. The Dons took care of business against you on the hilltop for the first time since BYU joined the West Coast Conference. Um, How much does the payback factor play into the game against San Francisco on Thursday? Oh, it, it's huge. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you saw it again when we played St. Mary's, and you know, we kind of have that same mentality going into this one. You know, we, we really need this win, and you know, we're going to give it our all because we, we really want to win this one, and we really want to just 
let the conference know and everyone know that you know we're we're here to play and we we are here to be able to win the championship and we we're not we're not giving up we're not doing anything we're out there to fight and that's what we want to do and thursdays have been good i I think of one loss all year to gonzaga on a thursday so thursdays have been good you guys prep for that um let's talk about being the number two seed after non-conference play a two seed didn't feel like that was perhaps going to be in the cards. Yet you guys have started ten and three. Uh, why, why the big change in conference play? It's been fun to see the the team turn. Um, I think it's just from preseason. Honestly, learning from what our mistakes were and learning from how we played during that time, and to be able to you know, come into conference and have a whole different mindset. And I think that's what preseason's about: to be able to get your motor going and to be able to go throughout the rest of season and so I think that's what's really helped us. Gonzaga as well on Saturday so you come off of a huge week feeling good after two road wins you come home to San Francisco you talked about what that game means to you and uh, speaking of payback factor then you get to go to Spokane where BYU has won three out of the last four so what's your mentality going into the entire week overall knowing that you have San Francisco and then at Gonzaga on Saturday? It's it's a fun week. It's it's a that's what basketball's about. To be able to go play two tough teams. San Francisco is really good, and to be able to have that revenge, and then be able to go play against a top ten team in the country, and to be able to have you know that twice in a year. It's kind of fun to just be able to go do that and at their home and to just have that environment. Do you feel less pressure when you play up there? Uh. Yeah, I guess so. You, know, it's, you just have nothing to lose. You, know? you just go play your game, and you just go fight. And uh, real quick, what friend's uh, character is BYU basketball right now? Mm. I'll probably have to say uh, Rachel. Why? Because she's probably the best character on the show. So <laughs> BYU, you're playing we're, the best ball. We're playing the best yeah. right now. So. You love friends. Had to yeah. go there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> no hesitation. I love it. so great. Yeah, Rachel, she's the best. She's, she's your favorite. And we're playing yeah. the best basketball season right now. So. Fantastic. Zach, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, the game against San Francisco and this big week ahead. Yeah, don't miss this week. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Coming up, Riley Jensen at three homers, hit 800 during Conference Player of the Week. She'll join us in studio. Am I supposed to be impressed by that? Well, good I batting am. Average. I actually am. It's not so. as good as a shooting percentage Saturday. But next, can I take down Greg Rubel in an historic BYU basketball trivia challenge? Lauren McLean is the trivia master. She has the details next. She's got the deeds. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. Wednesdays at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Get better acquainted with the Cougars past and present as Greg Rubel hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. This week's guests include NFL prospect Sione Takitaki and Olympic marathoner with a mustache, Jared Boyd. Tomorrow, 8 Eastern, BYU Radio. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with part two of our headlines. BYU sweeps both the men's and women's West Coast Conference Basketball Player yeah. of the Week awards. TJ Haas. Player of the Week averaging 24 points a game, seven and a half assists. Mm-hmm. Last week in road wins at San Diego and Loyola Marymount. Brenna Chase, not to be outdone, takes the women's honors, averaging 19 points a game. She shot 61% from the three-point line in road wins against Portland and in Spokane at 13th-ranked Gonzaga. Riley Jensen is West Coast Conference Softball Player of the Week. Hit 800 with three homers last week. Autumn Moffitt. Pitcher of the week in the league as well, going 2-0, 14 strikeouts, no earned run. That is really good. 
Bradley will join us coming up later. BYU baseball drops to 2-2 two and two on the season very early after a 10-6 setback against California yesterday in Arizona. The Cougars continue the season on the road in Texas against Texas A&M Corpus Christi this Thursday. BYU led Cal 6-3 yesterday in the fifth inning before surrendering seven runs over the final four frames. And women's golf is in 12th place at the Rebel Beach Invitational in Las Vegas, which ends later today. Rose Huang is tied for 32nd. BYU basketball on a five-game winning streak. They're 10-3 and in West Coast Conference play. Solid second place behind Gonzaga. And it, it is paramount that the voice of the Cougars... Greg Rubel, and myself, that we know our BYU basketball facts. And to help us with that trivia knowledge, we bring in Lauren McClain. And I want to say this, Lauren. <laughs> what are the odds on this? I've Go never ahead. seen yeah, Greg Rubel. Greg, Greg plus 400. I've never seen Greg Rubel <laughs> fidget in his seat the way that I saw during this competition. He was extremely uncomfortable when we first started this game. <laughs> extremely well, uncomfortable. He has, he has everything to lose here. No, exactly. <laughs> That's his, He thought I was trying to, like... I don't know. Sabotage, Sabotage well, his he's, career. He's probably a little nervous because he'll he'll walk into a, a room that where we're meeting, and I'll just have a video recording, and I'll ask him questions. So I think in this spirit, he's you know, like, <laughs> what? Everyone's asking me questions. Well, he, yeah. he's the master of preparation, and we yes. didn't give him anything to prepare for. And that's, so he, he yeah. was really nervous, but, yeah. but by the end, you'll have to see. We're it's not going to say anything. He knows. As we've mentioned before, Greg is like the Gonzaga uh-huh. of BYU Sports uh-huh. Trivia. But Spencer, in my eyes, you were like the 2011 Sweet 16 team. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I so appreciate that. I thought I thought you guys needed to go head-to-head okay. in the battle of the wits to see who know, knew their BYU sports trivia better. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's go between the lines. BYU welcome Sports Nation BYU basketball trivia Between the Lines. Welcome to BYU Basketball Trivia Challenge with Greg Rebell and Spencer Linton. Give it up. All right. Yeah. All right, you two, we're going to have you start off with an opening statement, and we'll start with Greg Rubel. Uh, I studied everything but basketball for this, so uh, know that going in. And so I don't, I don't expect to do too well today. I'm with Greg. My expectations are really low. Round one is name that player. All right, question number one. This foreign player was a team captain of the 2011 and 12 team and never missed a game throughout his entire career. What? All right, let's reveal your answers. Charles Abuo and Charles Abuo, you are both correct. Oh. This former Cougar averaged 23.1 points per game, leading the state of Nevada, and 12.2 rebounds per game as a senior at Bishop Gorman High School in 2006. Oh. Okay. All right, let's see your answers. Jonathan Tavernari and Jonathan Tavernari, you are both correct. Woo-hoo! This former Cougar led the WCC in steals and rebounds while also leading NCAA in triple doubles. <laughs> our, our BYU broadcaster card gets revoked if we don't get this. Yes. <laughs> and reveal. That <laughs> big rush of five. Kyle Collinsworth, three for three. This is incredible. It really is. This player's father was selected in the second round of the 1999 NBA draft by the Atlanta Hawks and was inducted into the Boise State Hall of Fame. It hurts. It hurts so much. All right, reveal. Let's see. Billy Chats, it is Ryland Burns. I am. Yeah, yeah. Round two is called BYU Record. Oh, no. Name the top five highest scorers in BYU history in order. This is excruciating mentally. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Greg, you go first. I go Tyler Hawes. Uh-huh. 
Jimmer Fredette, yep. Danny Ainge, Michael Smith, Devin Durant. He is correct. Oh, I got four of them. Actually, you only get three points because your last Devin Durant was. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Give him a half point for the right name in the wrong place. There Here you go. Okay. There you go. Which former BYU player holds the record for highest field goal percentage in a single season? Yeah, I'm probably not gonna get probably not gonna get this one right. Um, <laughs> I'm wrong. It was Gary Russell Trost. Larson and Gary Trost. It was Russell. Oh, Russell Larson. <laughs> that one felt good. <laughs> Which BYU player holds the record for most consecutive games with a three-pointer? And what is the record? Oh my good grief! Okay. Nick Emery, 23. Nick Emery, 32. Oh. 32? Nick Emery with 30. Oh! I had the numbers reversed! <laughs> You're doing really well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Final round is called <laughs> The Most Random Thing We Could Think Of. Oh, Great. boy. Which of the three haws, the three basketball haws, has a dog named Navy? I don't want to have this be the one I miss. No, no one will discredit you for not knowing this. Well, <laughs> All right, reveal. TJ, Tyler. It is yeah. Tyler! Oh, yeah! Yeah, Greg, take that, man. That hurts more than it should. <laughs> Greg won the West Coast Conference regular season. <laughs> this is the West Coast Conference tournament. Yes. As, if they, as, as if they decided to play Sudoku for the, for the, for the championship. I mean... For the final question, which current player is a certified EMT? Greg seems pretty confident. Oh, of course. He went right to the board. He knows. Greg, who do you have? So, as the kids say these days, for the win. Oh! Who do you got? Luke Worthington. Luke Worthington. It is indeed Taylor Mon. Congratulations, Greg. Congratulations, Greg DeBell, Greg. everybody! Genius for Mon's All right, closing statements, uh, Greg? No, just uh, hashtag blessed, uh, you know, to be here with Spencer and you today. I mean, uh, maybe we'll do it again. Well, this went about as I thought it would. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for joining us for BYU Basketball Trivia Challenge with Greg Rebell <laughs> and Spencer Linton. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Valiant effort. Thank you, thank you. No, no you, did, you did well. I think, I think you covered. I covered. Yeah, you covered. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Does All that right. make sense? I didn't get blown out, per se, according to right. the experts. <laughs> How about the you contrast know? between Greg at the beginning and Greg at the end? By the end, he's like, ah, oh, man, this is great. Winning is fun. I love doing this. Winning Let's is... do it again. Shout out to the Haas Dog Navy. <laughs> Navy. <laughs> you, seriously. <laughs> Taylor Who else would know that? Yeah. I kept, say, I kept yelling at you during this. You don't watch the coach's show. <laughs> <laughs> he will now. Yeah. I do when watch we the do coach's show most of the time. on the EMT one. Oh, good stuff. Well, guys, next week on Between the Lines, we're going to hang out with track and field stars Clayton Young, Connor Mance, and Connor McMillan to see what else they can do in their 5,000-meter record-breaking time. Follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL using the hashtag BOU BTL. That was great. So for the record, this was filmed before Taylor Mon was featured. Oh. It, the day, the actually. The day. It, is, it is on the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let it be known. Yes. Yes, it is Let on it the record. Yeah, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that just work out in Greg's fat? Oh, why was he so fast on the board? Because he was preparing for the Dave Rose show with Taylor Mon as the guest. <laughs> yeah. As well, the kids say, You're going to have to come to the meetings now, I guess. <laughs> you did a great job, though, Spence. You covered. You really did. You covered. Yep. Good job. Much Thanks, appreciated. Guys. No one had any money Thanks, Lauren. Coming up, did men's volleyball climb in the polls after winning the week or drop? Uh, BYU softball on the rise, as is West Coast Conference Player of the Week, Riley Jensen. She's in studio. 
She hit like 800 and I don't know. No, not like. She did. No, straight up 800. Yeah, just straight up. Really impressive. How do they even practice with snow on the ground? This is BYU Sports Nation. Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, men's hoops looks to maintain second place in the league as third place San Francisco and Frankie Ferrari visit the Marriott Center. Watch it on BYU TV. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Pre-game on the radio starting at 8 Eastern. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What does BYU men's basketball need to do over the final three weeks to become a possible bubble team at Sid Bauer Bank Answers on Instagram. If BYU wins the rest of their games and make it to the tournament championship game, then BYU could be a bubble team. It's a long shot, but crazier things have happened. I just want to be in the conversation because I, I don't believe that BYU will get in at large. If they win the tournament, great. Oh, my, my point I is they'll wanna... be in the conversation if they get if yeah. they do that. Yes. Getting the bid, no. They've been too bad against quad ones. But... I just want to be in the convo because BYU hasn't made the tourney for three years. And it's not just that they haven't made it. They've gone to the NIT and then in many instances just won the one game, right? So it's been disappointing that way. Hashtag BYUSN. Conversation continues 24-7 on social media. Joining us now in Studio B is the reigning West Coast Conference Player of the Week in softball, Riley Jensen, after hitting a cool 800. Riley, welcome up, to Riley? Studio B. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Congrats on the week. You were one of five different BYU athletes to be a player of the week. Oh, really? It was a great week, including uh, Autumn Moffat, the pitcher yeah. of the week, your teammate. Good for BYU. Yeah. Okay, you were a big part of BYU softball scoring 30 runs <laughs> in back-to-back games. What's that like after a couple of low-scoring, frustrating losses? I mean, it's just awesome for our entire team because we're going to be unstoppable Like if we can just come together like that all the games like obviously scoring 30 runs is huge but it's just cool because there's probably five other girls that could have been player of the week too so it's just cool to have it all come together it was a home run fest it which was is awesome how awesome is it when you hit one and then a teammate hits one there's like this positive synergy there man. it's awesome because we're all just like super happy for each other like the team chemistry is just awesome right now Let's talk about your performance, too. So you don't play against UC Davis and Georgetown, and then you play against UTEP and Fordham, and, and you go crazy. You go, what was it, four or five, three homers, six runs, six RBIs, four walks. What else can you do? <laughs> why, didn't you why, why didn't you play the previous two games is my first question, and then what happened in the next two? Um, I don't know. Coach's just, decision, no comment? Yeah. Okay. Coach's decision. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but now you'll play more. Yeah, it was just... It was just awesome to help my team out after not playing the last two games. When did you know you were in a groove? Honestly, all of them just felt like other, like only one of them felt like, okay, that one was over the fence. But the other one just, I just started running because I was like, oh, that's a gap shot. So I just, I don't know. It just, I was just going. Are you lightly embarrassed once you see that it's over? You're like, I got to slow down. Yeah, the, one of them, one of them, Lexi, my teammate, was in front of me, and I was literally like five steps behind her. I was like, okay. "Go, <laughs> yeah. go home or relax. <laughs> Take your time running around Enjoy the bases." Enjoy it. Yeah. Riley Jensen of BYU softball with us on BYU Sports Nation. You lose to number nine South Carolina four to three to open up the season, but then you bounce back with a win against a ranked team in Baylor. Just a really challenging field uh, in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. What what was that like to open up against two top twenty teams? 
Um, it was super cool because we knew right off the bat, coming off the loss of South Carolina, we knew we could play with them. We knew like we're we're gonna be we're gonna be a top twenty five program. But I mean, it was it was a heartbreaker to lose because it was such a close game. But to bounce back like my team did, I was just super proud of us. You play the first thirty seven games on the road before you play a home game. And and that's a larger number than it has been. Yeah. How do how do you guys keep morale high and uh, stay focused when you're on the road so much? Um, I mean, it gets tough with just with school and everything. It just gets super stressful. But I don't know. Our team's just super fun, super outgoing, and so we just like to have fun wherever we go. I think starting in Puerto, Vi- Puerto Vallarta uh, kind of helps too, right? Hey, yeah. free trip to Mexico. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was. I'm still peeling from it because I got so sunburned. That's but, a good problem. Yeah, it really. Is. I mean, listen to these destinations: Puerto Vallarta, Nevada, Cathedral City, California, which is in the desert, so it's going to be like 75 degrees and perfect right mm-hmm. now. San Diego, Long Beach, Los Angeles. You know what? I take it back. <laughs> it's not that hard. Just kidding. The academic part, for real, that's a yeah. challenge. But. Yeah, you, and, and you play another challenging group of teams in the Marionetter Collegiate Classic starting Thursday. Nebraska, Missouri, Northwestern, number four Oklahoma and UCSB. So the challenge is there again this weekend. Oh, yeah, we're excited, though. Wait, a, bu- you, a bunch of no-names, right, other than Oklahoma? I yeah, kid. yeah a, bu- I kid. A, bunch I, of, a bunch of losers. I kid. Okay, I want to get your uh, opinion on Caitlin Aldridge, who, do you, who you played softball with uh, for several years, and now you're watching her compete for BYU women's basketball. What? What's it like to watch Caitlin play basketball on a team that's pacing uh, potentially for the NCAA tournament? It's awesome. We're like we're always cheering her on. We're like her biggest fan, and it's just cool to see her excel like she did in softball, and now she's excelling just as much in basketball. It's just super cool. Did it's you know? For, she, yeah. Did you know she could ball like this? Yeah, me and her, uh, we uh, went and shot some hoops a couple times together. But did you think she was like D one good like this? I, I had faith in her from the beginning because yeah. I've seen – she's just super – me and her are, She's a great athlete. Yeah, we just kind of bash heads because we're so competitive. Oh, okay. <laughs> but and you got to have teammates like that, right? Yeah. Raise your game. Yeah. If everyone's a pushover, you don't get better. Right? I'm just waiting for her to do something crazy and do a handstand on the basketball floor. Oh, so. I wouldn't put it past her. Is she, like, gymnastic? Well, no, like she, did the, she, did, she caught the ball oh, and yeah. did the handstand in yeah. the dugout. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so can she equal that on the basketball she court? She had, like, two threes early in the game against Gonzaga. That's crazy. Yeah. It's fantastic. She's balling out, absolutely. Okay, four and four through eight games. Um, overall, how would you say the team is playing as a whole? That's, like, a loaded question. <laughs> but um, we're definitely not playing, like, to our potential because I think we could be – we should be about – seven and or six and two right now but I don't know I'm excited because we're going up like we haven't we haven't peaked like we we didn't peak against Baylor we haven't peaked yet and we're just getting better every day so I'm excited now you said this is top 25 team in your mind why do you feel like that is because well my freshman year we were we were ranked top 25 and I think we have more potential than we did my freshman year we just got to come together Wow. The, the, this team wins championships uh, every year. You've won 10 conference titles in a row, gone to the NCAA regional, I think 378 years in a row or something. Um, Super regional is the goal. The program's been there yeah. once. Uh, what's it like playing on a team where the goals are so high every year? You're expected to be a championship team. I mean, the other conferences in our team are definitely get, or the other teams in our conference are definitely getting a lot better, so it's getting tougher and tougher. But I feel like our team's just getting better and better, so... We'll see what happens. Okay, so if you had to compare and contrast the uh, the two teams that you played on when you were a freshman and BYU was ranked compared to this year, what what's different to make you think 
we could be better than that team. Honestly, I think it starts with team chemistry because I don't know. I just feel something different about this team this year, and it's it's super cool to be a part of. Well, I think you're off to a good start uh, as long as you can hit 800 and multiple. Yeah, just keep hitting 800 and you'll be a super regional. That's some high expectations. (laughs) That's a little too high. Hey, Riley, what happened during the one at bat? You went four for five. Let's talk about the missed opportunity. (laughs) Trust me, I remember it. Yeah, what what was it? Pop out. It was a pop out? Yep. Where? Left field. Left field. Of course you remember seven. Oh, I love it. For those scoring at home. Okay, we need you to do a couple things. Uh, one, please sign our new Sailor Coog flag because it has been a while since you've been yeah, here. Yeah, it was a different yeah. flag. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Awesome. And take the Three karma and go. Week. Yeah, take it to Cathedral take the City. Karma My own stomping grounds. Bad a thousand. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know Cathedral City. Big That's League Dreams up. Park. That's what's up. We've covered that tournament. It's a, fun, it's a fun tournament. Coming up, not one, not two, not three. How many BYU athletes are players of the week? If you listened earlier, I told you already. And BYU women's golf on the course right now. What's the latest? All in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Zach Selyus of BYU Men's Basketball. He still hasn't missed since returning from LMU. Mm-hmm. And Riley Jensen, West Coast Conference Softball Player of the Week. After hitting 800. Pretty good. In two wins, combining for 30 runs for the BYU softball ladies. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. And it's been a... Joe Flacco's in Denver. You want to come out of retirement? No? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. TJ Haas is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after 24 points, 7.5 assists per game, and two road wins against San Diego and LMU. BYU hosts San Francisco Thursday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's basketball. Brenna Chase, Women's Player of the Week in the WCC after averaging 19 points a game and two wins on the road at Portland and at Gonzaga. She shot 61% from the three-point line over the week. And the ladies finally beat Gonzaga in Spokane as a member of the West Coast Conference. Softball. Riley Jensen, who joined us last segment, is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Everyone we say is the Player of the Week, except for Dennis Pitta. Riley Jensen batted 800, three homers last week. Autumn Offit, Pitcher of the Week in the league, going 2-0, 14 Ks, no earned runs. Awesome. Baseball. BYU baseball now 2-2 two two on the season after a 10-6 loss to California yesterday. The Cougars back on the road against Texas A&M Corpus Christi this Thursday. BYU did lead yesterday's game 6-3 in the fifth inning before surrendering seven runs over the final four. Golf. The ladies are in 12th place at the Rebel Beach Invitational in Vegas, which ends later today. Rose Huang is in 32nd place. Volleyball. Dropped one spot to number nine in the ABCA poll despite two wins last week against Concordia Irvine and then 14th-ranked USC. BYU hosting Grand Canyon Saturday. The whole thing. Nine Eastern, seven Mountain on BYU TV. Gymnastics. They're 10 in the media poll. 10? What? I voted them eight. Whoops. Shannon Evans and Abby Miner earned Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Specialist of the Week honors. Evans scored a 9.95 on the bars, as seen on BYU TV. Miner scored a 9.925 on the floor, her second weekly honor. By the way, Evans, six straight weeks getting a Specialist of the Week uh, honor. That's outstanding. She is good at the gymnastics. 196.9 for the team. The highest score that gymnastics has had in 14, no, 15 years now, since 2004, in any competition. They're fantastic. Let's go. Love it. Today's rise and shout. Get it to Davide Gardini, Jerem. Gardini. Yeah, that dude can ball out. And even oh, though BYU awesome. dropped a couple of spots, that guy has been 
the biggest pleasant surprise for BYU men's volleyball. He's the big, shiny new toy. Oh, he's outstanding. He's fun to watch, and uh, you can watch him again center. Absolutely. Our question of the day, what does BYU men's basketball need to do in the final three weeks to become a possible bubble team? Some of you are scoffing right now. Some of you are putting on the blue goggles saying, hey, it could happen. At J Tracy twenty five eleven says it's not only what BYU does, but what other teams do. Teams expected to win need to in each conference, and other bubble teams need to lose. That's part of it, but we're basically just saying how can they get in the convo? Just be bubblelicious. Yeah, getting an actual at large bid. BYU does not have the resume and will not, in my opinion, to do so. But that's not the point. Get in the conversation. Yeah. Improve. Get better. BYU's start was too poor for, to give themselves a chance. To start 8-7 and seven and then be bubblicious, even in that combo, would be a crazy turnaround. Yeah, I don't think is going to be like in the first four or next four out. They'll be somewhere like past that in the next eight, I would think, at best. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all works out in the seeding if it comes to the NIT and how they value what BYU did late in the season. Steve Sharman. seeding? They could be a one seed, and we're just like, yeah. cool, great. Oh, I'd love it, it really if they were matter. one seed. Seeding in the NIT doesn't matter. Sure it does. You get home games if you're not a one, or two, three, or four. If you're, not, if you're a lower seed. It's good to have home games. It is good to have home games. Steve Sharman on Facebook. Win them all and still go to the championship game of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Otherwise, I think they are NIT bound. Yeah, bracket matrix. Uh, yeah, they're not listed, so they won't be in anyone's bracket. So they won't be actually. Bubble yeah, issues. but the conversation gets really ramped up if BYU wins at Gonzaga. Yes, now it's like okay, let's look at this. Let's team. just see where but they. But then stand. they see what the quad ones, and it's like yeah. what makes the committee look at the resume. The sheet, point right? is that BYU is getting better. Yeah. Like what is done is done. But I love the way BYU is playing right now. They're much improved. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at No One of Consequence 3. <laughs> Allow LeBron to enroll. He hasn't used any college eligibility yet. This is true. That's how BYU gets into the NCAA tournament. That's a great answer. Conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use that tag BYUSA. That is fantastic. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to McKenna Bull, the dream crusher, as Gary Shidey calls her. <laughs> I don't want to face her in the in the play, man. <laughs>